Hey everybody, welcome to episode 37 of the District 3 Podcast. My name is Irvin. And I'm Manny. And today we have a special guest, a local journalist, Suzuki Monares. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I pronounced it right. Hey. Um, so we're really glad to have you here, Suzuki. We have a lot to talk about. Um, but one of the things I guess where we can start off is, for the people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where, where your family's from, uh, where you're from and how did you all make your journey to Arkansas? Perfect. Um, so, una vez más, saludos a todos. Uh, my name is Suzuki Monares. I was born in Tijuana, Baja California, Mexico. I moved to the United States when I was seven. I moved straight from Tijuana to Arkansas. <laughs> a lot of people ask me that. They're like, did you move somewhere else? And I was like, Yeah, did no. you land in California? Because usually the route's to California and yeah. then you come over here. No, like, you just like jumped that step. <laughs> I was like, I went straight to Arkansas. When I first moved there, I lived in Fayetteville for a year and my mom hated it because mm. where my parents are from Tijuana as well. Except my mom. My mom was born in Michoacan, but she was raised in Tijuana. So her okay. life in Tijuana. And when we moved here, my mom was like, I want to go back to Tijuana. Aquí está como, no hay nada. Because in 2006, mm. I moved here in 2006. Yeah. And there was nothing back then. Not a lot of Hispanics. And right. especially in Fayetteville. And I was like, my mom was like, yo me quiero regresar a Tijuana. Es una ciudad grande. Aquí no es Estados Unidos. Aquí es un rancho. My mom used to say that. <laughs> and then we moved. It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah. No había nada. Like, no había nada. Y la escuela que iba was Vandegrift. Mm. And I didn't know any English. So I was the only Hispanic. School. Yeah, I was like, uh, the first day I cried. I went back to home and I was like, mom, I want to go. Yo quiero regresar a México. Yo no quiero estar aquí. Y luego en México yo entraba a la una de la tarde. I went at one in the afternoon. Here was at seven in the morning. I'm like, who does that? Like, who does that? <laughs> to school at one? In Mexico is at one. You have two like shifts. There's seven. There's in the morning and afternoon shift. Oh. Afternoon is from one to five and morning is seven to noon. Is that a normal thing in Mexico? Yeah, it's a normal thing to oh, have that. two shifts. The older you get, like the later the, the afternoon shift turns. Instead of going mm. at one to five, it's like five to ten. So okay. it's like... It's different. Y yo le decía a mamá, mami, ¿quién se levanta tan temprano para ir a la escuela? Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Y luego no hablaba inglés. La única palabra que la maestra sabía decir era pollo. Chicken, pollo. <laughs> so And that... every day we had pollo for lunch. She was like, not really. But she thought she meant like pollo. Like, Are pollo. you saying the teacher in Tijuana or the teacher the here? The teacher here. Cuando okay. llegué, el primer día me dijo, vamos a comer pollo. And it was even pollo. Like, okay. that's the only word she learned. She knew in Spanish. So she thought so she was trying. Yeah, you know, she was trying to start a conversation. It's like, I want something and, else. It's like and I'm never going to forget her because she, she tried. A lot of people, you know how um, when you grow up and you're little here, like you're the first one here, you think you feel like kind of discriminated for being different. Not me. Like, they love yeah. me. Mm -hmm. They brought me, the teacher, I'll never forget her name, is Peyton. She bought me um, flashcards. Shout out to Spain. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, she don't work there no more. I she went don't. to visit her the other day and I was like, she wasn't there. Was she like, gone. Ah, she gone. She retired. But I loved her because she bought me flashcards and every student will fight to teach me how to say those words. Like, Aww. it was a swimsuit. Yeah. Swimsuit. Uh, food. Food. And I will see a picture. Like, comida. Food. And they taught me. And when I moved, then after that, I moved to Springdale when I was in third grade. And ever since then, I lived in Springdale. So I always say I'm. I like to live in Springdale. Yeah. So how? So you you lived in in Tijuana. Uh, Baja California is the side of Mexico, right? Because isn't is am I incorrect in saying that Baja California has like two sides to it? When yeah, Mexico Baja California is. Uh, I should know this. There's in California. Baja California is a state. Ahí hay dos. Es Baja California Norte. That's the one closest to San Diego. Because Tijuana is 40 minutes from San Diego. So that's the U.S. That's no, that's that's still Mexico. Okay, Baja California. And, uh -huh. okay. y luego está Baja California Sur. It's still Mexico. It's underneath Baja California Norte. You know the little like shoot looking part of Mexico. Yeah. There's divided. That's like a straight line. Mm. Baja California Norte, Baja California Sur. Baja California Sur is where está La Paz. 
Mm. Baja California is like the, the capital of Baja California Sur, I believe so. Don't, I don't know if it's right, but I think La Paz is where like the most co like common in Los Cabos. Yeah. Los yeah. Cabos, uh, uh, that's Baja California Sur. Baja California Norte, it's um, the closest to California. Because you know that little shoe looking thing of Mexico yeah. on the top? Yeah. I just didn't know like, because I know Baja California is a state in Mexico. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know if a lot of the times the Mexican people would say Baja California to talk about like the lower part of California. No, it's just That's why state. I was... Yeah, okay. it's confusing. We're about Baja California because we're underneath California. Yeah. And oh. if you remember, you know, California was part of Mexico a long time ago, so... I feel I like guess, I should know my I think states. that's I think that's how we got the name. Just because we're underneath Baja California. Baja, yeah, 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 original. <laughs> it's original. But actually, the name of Tijuana is original. My mom, supposedly, supposedly, mamá me cuenta que en, los, en Tijuana se llama Tijuana because antes cuando la gente quería cruzar Estados Unidos, le decía, vete donde está la tía Juana. Wow. Y la tía Juana era la que ayudaba a cruzar a la gente a, a California. So that's probably... That's, that's what, that's like the legend says, that that's why Tijuana is called Tijuana. Because yeah, Juana, Tijuana, go visit Tijuana. Yeah. Interesting. So do you remember Mexicali. living over there? Yes. What are you, when, how old were you when you like last lived over there? I was seven. And how was life over there for your family? Um, thank God, my family um, were very, uh, they're really hardworking people, my parents. Uh, my dad was a photographer from generations. My grandpa was a photographer, my great grandpa was a photographer. So in Tijuana, my papa tenía su propio estudio. Okay. Y estudió um, técnico en electrónica. So oh. my dad has his career in my mom did too. My mom studied to become a teacher. So mm -hmm. the reason why we moved to the United States is because my parents were called to be missionaries in the United States. So a church okay. brought them to Arkansas. Brought yeah. my dad first and then a year later brought the whole family. But my parents in Mexico, they were, you can say stable, like we were financially stable. Yeah. We were, uh, my, yeah, like I said, both of my parents had ed education over there. Entonces, like, siempre veníamos a Estados Unidos solamente a trabajar. Que mi papá venía to a tomar fotos y nos regresábamos a Tijuana. It wasn't yeah. really like, my parents' dream was never to live in the United States. Because yeah. when you, because when you were born in, like, in border cities, it's like living kind of in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tijuana is so similar to the United States. It's you can always, choose to come over here, yeah. enjoy the stuff from over here, go yeah. back to Mexico. Go back to Mexico. Like, a lot of people in, in Baja California, what they do is they trabajan in Estados Unidos y regresan a Tijuana a las 5 de la mañana. Tengo primos que estudiaban en, Cal en California, se levantaban a las 5 de la mañana para cruzar y luego se regresaban a Tijuana every day. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, in Tijuana, it's like, that's the lifestyle. Like, I always say, Mexico is beautiful, and Tijuana doesn't really have culture. Like we have Mexican culture, but it's like more like Americanado. Yeah. Like our life. You got a good soccer team, right? Uh, not really, but. They're not that good. <laughs> we're not cholos? good. I love los cholos de Tijuana. I love them to death, but. I thought they were pretty good. We what were good the first year. The first year we went up in la primera división, uh -huh. we uh we won. <laughs> I remember in 2012. I remember I bought the shirt. I was like, arriba los cholos. And after that, I went downhill. You, you didn't wear the shirt anymore. You were just like, <laughs> no. back to El América. No. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but once you, like, I don't know. Like, once you have your city has a team, like, you, you don't, you don't, yeah. no matter what, you that's cheer your, for that's them. That's your you team cheer. forever. Do you support yeah. a Mexican team? Um, Many? No, not really. I, I, just because, like, I don't watch a ton of Mexican soccer. Most of the soccer that I watch is all European. I mean, I don't, 
I don't really watch soccer. I prefer boxing. En Tijuana okay. es más el boxeo. Yeah. Y mi, mi familia, mi abuelo era boxeador y mi papá también. So. Es Jaime Munguía. Jaime Munguía, yeah. Oh, my God. You should have seen me that day when he won. Lo grabé, grité, le dije a mi mamá, mamá, nadie me hable. Like, I was so mad porque llamé a Buffalo Wild Wings y llamé a todos los lugares y they were going to air and they're like, no. Nobody had to fight. No one had to fight. So I bought the fight. I'm like, who cares? I'm going to well, buy it. If you get, if you get the, the Zone app, it's, five, yeah. it's like, what, $9? $20. Bucks? It's $20 monthly. Oh, okay. Because okay. I'm a big um, boxing fan, so I bought, I still have the app, but right now, it's not deporte, pero. What are you getting right now, like classics? Or what are you? I just watched, we watched the Jaime Munguia fight. It's, so is he like, is he like your boxing bay? Kind of like. Yeah. Him and Ryan Garcia. <laughs> I like Ryan too. Oh, Ryan. I like Ryan. California, yeah. That's interesting what you say about the Mexicali, like, culture, though, because I've heard that a, a lot of times, but, like, I've never met somebody from Tijuana. Yeah. I, you're, I think you're the only person I know from Tijuana, and it's like, I hear it all the time though it's like it's you go to Tijuana my cousin lived in San Diego for yeah. years and years and years and uh, he said he would just bounce back and forth and it was just like people knew of course he's he's Latino he looks Latino yeah. he's dark skinned so like he just fit in you could just cross all the time that's like that's the lifestyle over there yeah. and something that I miss is la, is la playa yeah because over here we don't have any beach or anything so over there we got beaver lake we got beaver lake I know, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same yeah. no. even though Tijuana, California's beach is not pretty like yeah. it's cold and yeah. it's yeah, like yeah the water dirty, on, on the pacific is yeah all it's super cold. cold and but uh, I grew up going every Sunday my dad would take yeah. me every Sunday like and, and we had a routine it was go to the park se llamaba el parque el amor y la amistad Watch the clowns. Well, let's go to church. I the clowns? Hang. Los payasos. Oh, okay. Ajá. Nos llevaba al parque a ver los payasos. Uh. Y luego nos íbamos <laughs> a la casa de mi abuela que vivía cerca de la playa. Like 10 minutes away, 15. Y íbamos, comíamos. Mi abuela de Chihuahua. So nos hacía tortillas de harina. Oh, mm. Hechas a mano con frijol. Oh. Y queso de Chihuahua. With the little thing that they go like. Yeah, mi abuela nos hacía. Y son un montón. Like my, my, grand, my dad has 16 brothers and sisters. 16. So son 16. So nos hacía un montón de tortillas. Y luego todos a la playa. Every Ooh, Sunday. That was awesome. my routine. And now I'm like, there's no beach here. So. Have you guys started watching Ozark yet? I know we told you that. Uh, I, I started week. watching it and someone interrupted me with a call and yeah. I stopped. No, what's so they, there's an interesting fact. The show's uh -huh. great. Watch it. But the, the lake of the Ozarks in Missouri has more uh, beachfront, you know, connected to the water, mm. has more land connected to the water than all of the coast of California. Mm. Really interesting. That's how big the lake is. And, that is big, yeah. Yeah. Just giant. That's crazy. I had to bring it back to the Ozarks. Are you? Yeah. Are you, <laughs> since you like that show, you're like the spokesman for them. Yeah. That's, that's no, what I feel you've been lately. Watch it. I haven't finished it yet. I'm oh, yeah, so I was going to ask yeah. you if you, had, if you had already finished it. I'll no, start watching I've it probably tomorrow. It, I'll check it out. Okay. Just because, watch it. Just because like, <laughs> I, I saw a trailer of, of the scenery, like you yeah. said, the other day, and it's, it's beautiful. It looks just like Arkansas. That's what that's what always gets me is like, especially with all the trees and they have a lot of shots in the fall. I'm just like, man, this is... I hate that they. It's about drugs and killing, and I'm like, that's not yeah. what I want. That's what I saw. Things. I saw that setting, <laughs> and I and I try to I try to get sell it to Myra and be like, hey, we should start watching this. Yeah. And she's like, what is it about? And I read the the little thing of, that talks about it. Yeah. And it said like drug dealers and all. That. And she was <laughs> like, nah, it's not for me. I'm like, dang. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I have to watch it on my own, I guess. That's not up Myra's alley by any means. Yeah, so, it isn't. It isn't. A lot of people think like because of being from Tijuana, you're like narco stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, no. Like I watch shows sometimes. Yeah. Like last like series on Netflix. And they're like, uh, ponen a la persona de Tijuana como que es un narcotraficante. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah. and they speak like different. And I'm like, así no hablo yo. I'm like, yo no, <laughs> yo no hablo así. I'm like, y no somos así. And it's weird, like how you said, like sometimes like TV shows hacen como ese tipo de, like, 
I mean, it's, I don't think it's bad watching like narco stuff and like, but yeah. I, but I think if you show it too much, uh, it's like kind of like people see what what they, people tend to act what they see, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. if you, I feel like TV is something that we should be careful. Yeah, like, I definitely those, agree. And Perpetuating like, yeah. the wrong idea. And going back to Tijuana, um, I remember as a kid we would go to Tijuana mm -hmm. once in a while because it's pretty close to California. Yeah. And um, it was kind of like known as the place to just go and like, and have a good time and then come back. Yeah, and a lot of um, a lot of um, when I go do interviews uh, uh, for like police stations, and a lot of police are usually Marines and stuff. You know the Marines bases in San Diego. It's, yeah. So they would tell me like, now you can do that. But back in the day, people from like the Marines could go to Tijuana and they would get like all wasted in Tijuana and party and then go back to San Diego and yeah. So a lot of like Americanos van hasta um, Tijuana just to get like have a good time. Yeah, have yeah. a good time. Like especially on spring break. Like Tijuana gets packed on spring break. Like it's I bet. Yeah, it's everybody weird. from San Diego just going Yeah, downtown. just go. And then in Mexico you know how the legal like drinking age is different. Yeah. Here. Is there even a drinking age with? I mean, is there even a legal drinking age? I've seen twelve year olds like with beers when I was when I've been to Mexico. Yeah, and it's like I think it's eighteen. I don't know. Hmm. And I that people know, would go to the. Go and, they could even go to the stores and get like they would send like the twelve year old to go get the the beer. From yeah, the back store. then. Now, ya si, ya se ponen como strict. más. Pero antes supposedly que te mandaban a. Yeah. Okay. So you you came from Tijuana when you were six. I was seven. Seven. In two thousand six. I mean. In two thousand six. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. So you came here to directly to Northwest Arkansas, um, and you didn't know any English. Any nothing. So tell me about that, about how how it's how you adjusted, like what you had to go through during those times. Yeah, I almost would have thought that Tijuana would have taught more English, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, to see. Yeah. Back, they taught like they teach you English, but you have to. It's kind of like in high school. You know how in high school they teach you like and Spanish here. I just igual es como entras en una edad como de eighth grade, seventh grade. You they have the option of teaching you English. My mm -hmm. mom knew the basics. I remember when we first moved here, my mi abuelo me trajo nos trajo a San Diego. Y a San Diego agarramos un avión y del avión nos vinimos a, I think, Dallas. And my mom, only, all she remember was, like, uh, I think she said something, window, ventana, and ticket. Me, me, my ticket, and like, she would speak, like, her English bad. My mom speaks really good English now, yeah. but back then, like, the mass ticket, lo básico, like, I'll break window and open mm -hmm. the door, como te enseñan en México. You know how here, when you have, like, Spanish classes, la agarras como de cura, if you don't, if you don't, in Tijuana we say cura, it means, like, like lo agarras de bromas y como mm. jugando oh, yeah. so like it's over there it's like the same thing I, I don't know because I didn't go to school over there pero no te enseñan mucho inglés la única gente que habla más inglés allá es ahorita I follow the Tijuana page I keep up with my city <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I follow good, I good. keep and my, um, they open a school for um, kids who were born in the United States and they live in Tijuana to have a bilingual school That's so cool. now they offer that now they offer the, a school that teaches English and Spanish and it's all bilingual and it's for the students who were born in the United States but were raised by or being raised in our Tijuana yeah. but when I first moved here no sabía nada nada like nothing I've, I've read about more schools like that opening all across the U.S. as mm -hmm. well I think that's really interesting I, I think there should be one in Arkansas just a bilingual school just because like obviously there are people who don't know English but also like yeah. the, the advantages of knowing Spanish and just for everyone like yeah. having a different a second language which is such a good it's a benefit for Right. For, for the kid and yeah. when I moved here there was no ESL mm. no English for second language especially in Bendigrip in that school that yeah, I went to Bendigrip. there was no so there was probably there probably wasn't over there but there was here. In there definitely wasn't that's the reason yeah. why we. Um, one of the reasons why my mom decided to move me to 
to spring though. Mm -hmm. But what I did going in Fable, they opened it like a few months later after I arrived, and it was just me and a Russian girl. Oh, okay. I have a picture of her. I don't remember <laughs> her name either, but I have a picture of her. Yeah. And the teacher was American. So, no hablaba español la maestra, ni ruso. Yeah. And she had a Russian and Hispanic kid together. Interesting. So, what did you do? The, uh, the same thing. She would, like, teach us. Flashcards. A, uh -huh, flash <laughs> ABC. Like, like and the good, thing about, the good thing about Spanish is that the ABC is, like, the same. Yeah. yeah. Like, in Russia, it was something yeah, else. Russian girl, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> have you checked up on her? See how she's doing? <laughs> we don't know her name. <laughs> I try to remember. All the, the only thing I have is a picture, a class, a classroom picture that yeah. my mom bought me, and I'm like the only like brown one. Everyone is so white, and I'm just there, and I have a picture. But yeah, no había ESL, so no aprendí. But what something what helped me there was the kids who were being like helpful because mm. they would try to teach me, and also since I was the only Hispanic, it forced me to. Pro, like learn English faster. Mm -hmm. I learned it in a year. Like I was not. I didn't like. I wasn't professionist in it the first yeah. year. But la agarré la onda como que ya ya sabía cómo era porque era la única hispana. So I was forced to speak English, mm -hmm. and that's something that I'm actually really grateful for. Because sometimes um, I'm not saying that if you have someone that speaks your language, you won't try hard enough. Yeah. But if you like by by oh, in this case I was with myself. So like it kind of like forced me to yeah. like echarle más ganas aprender porque I wanted to talk. I'm very talkative, so that's the reason why I studied communications because I talk a lot. Yeah, hablo mucho. So I was like, uh, it forced me to learn English, and in a year and a half, I learned like. And after that, the second when I moved to our spring, I was in eighth grade. I was in third grade. I was eight years old, and the teacher was like, acaba llegar una niña de México también, y no hablaba inglés, y me dijo la maestra que who wants to teach her, who wants to translate. And I was like, I was like, I raised my hand. I was like, I'll translate, I'll translate. Well, you were the only person that could do it anyway. But I'm glad you were excited about it. I was excited because I was like, finally, someone like before they volunteered you, they were gonna make you do it. Yeah, I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. So I said, I mean, no le traducía todo. Yeah. Sometimes we just talk in Spanish, like random stuff, like, yeah. the teacher thought I was translating, but you didn't, up, you didn't pick up any Russian? No, I wish I did. I was like, poor girl, I wonder what's, what's going on with her now, you know? Me hopefully, too. Hopefully, she like was able to adjust and. Or she might have gone back to Russia. Yeah. You know? Well, the the and what's interesting is the Russian thing. It's it's because a, a lot of students in Fayetteville are are kids of professors or mm -hmm. master students for, at the University of Arkansas. Um, so you have I think there's like 50 different languages in, for elementary schools spoken. Damn. Um, you know, with people coming from yeah. all over the world to to study at the U of A. Um, and there's students end up being from all over the world as well, and they're having to learn English. So yeah. the ESL programs in favor had to adjust big time. And shout out to Megan. Oh, yeah, Godfrey. Megan, right? Yeah, yeah, she's the co-director of the ESL program. That's true. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, like you said. The closest thing to a bilingual school is probably Sprino High School. Because yeah. you literally pick up, <laughs> pick up Spanish. Like, you're forced uh -huh. to speak Spanish because it's, like, the majority. Right. Is it the majority now? Um, the next people. I mean, Springdale High, I think, is is it minority majority. So, uh, so you have the mix of Marshallese and mm -hmm. Hispanic, and uh, African American. That all those minorities out uh, outnumber just the uh, Caucasian. Class. You pick up some Marshallese. You pick up. Some, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'm mostly the bad words. That's me. what I was gonna say. I picked up the bad words. <laughs> yeah, like people, yeah. they wouldn't teach me anything else. Like it was just like the bad words, uh -huh. and like I couldn't use them whenever I was older, you know. So I learned como tata, which means uh, thank you, 
Okay. And Yakwe. Yeah, that's the one you knew, yeah. right? <laughs> Everybody knows Yakwe. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to learn one thing in Marshallese, it, it should be Yakwe. Yeah. Yeah, because you can say hi like and bye. Like you said, um, I went to uh, one interview for the census, mm -hmm. and he said that in, the, in Northwest Arkansas itself, it has like 90, 90, 90 different countries represented, like yeah. being represented oh, in the Northwest Arkansas. I saw that and I was like, it's what? 90? like 90 different countries how are far spoken. we've come in like less than two yeah. decades you know from it just being cow pastures like mm -hmm. you said uh and not even having an esl program to over 90 countries in like i think it was like like in 2001 1999 i know people that came to that were here in school and they were like one of two yeah latinx people yeah and now we're like close to like being the majority which is really crazy right yeah um so you came to the u.s you kind of you were able to adjust because mm -hmm. you were kind of forced to because you were the only person yeah. that could speak the language the spanish language so you learned english um how did your your parents adjust my parents uh well my mom my dad always told my mom my mom wanted to work right after she got here she's like you could trabajar, you could trabajar. And my dad was like i'm not saying you shouldn't work but i think you should be going to um english classes mm. so my, my dad kind of forced my mom to go to english classes and my mom learned um she's a really good speller like i don't know i'm not really good at spelling english but my mom is like tú le dices una palabra y te la, like escribe bien and my dad was like yo quiero que tú vayas a la escuela de inglés para que aprendas para but my dad always said prefiero que haya un burro que haya dos mm -hmm. and my dad was like yo quiero que tú aprendas inglés and my mom speaks really good english and and my dad always worked. Um, he worked at Landscamp, um, Landscamping, that's what I said? Like, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. And she, he worked there. And after that, like I said, my parents were sent as missionaries. So we, my dad was helping um, un pastor americano fundar una iglesia en español. So after that, um, after how many, like five years, I'll say, five years passed and my dad was ready to go back to Tijuana. He's like, okay, I'm, I did my purpose here. Let's just go back to Tijuana. And the pastor was like, okay, I was praying and the God told me to give you the keys to the church. You're gonna be the pastor. You're not gonna be my helper no more. And my dad was like, if God told you, who am I to deny what God says, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of going back to Tijuana, we ended up staying here. But I was like, deep down, I wanted to go back to go Tijuana. Back. <laughs> but now I'm like, I love I, I love our spring though, especially spring because I was raised here. So I was like, I don't know if I go to a different city, I'm like, I don't think I'll fit Who in knows, because yeah. when I go to California, they make fun of my English. They're like, hablas en inglés como bien like como country. Like in California, it's habla diferente el inglés. Yeah. And Tijuana, in Tijuana, they're used to California like English. So when I speak with my cousins who like they went to school here in, in our california they're like girl why are you always saying y'all and like all stuff you know and i'm like oh I'm so sorry right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's different but i'm i'm really glad that we stayed in norway's arkansas so your your mom her name is suzuki too right suzuki yes so uh where does that name come from i originally thought that you were like part asian or something a lot of people think that, that a lot of people think i'm japanese they're like, ¿Es japonesa? I'm like, oh <laughs> I'm like, I wish they're really smart people. <laughs> I'm right. like, I wish. But no, my grandpa from my mom's side is, um, era, tiene sangre, tengo sangre indígena mexicana. Okay. Mi, abuela, mi abuelo es indio purepuche de Michoacán. Entonces, my grandpa didn't speak in, in Spanish. He spoke his own dialect. Un dialecto de los indios. No me lo sé. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew how to speak his, uh, his dialect, but I don't. Uh, he, when my mom was born, my grandpa had a full list of names como quería llamarle a mi mamá, like nombres indígenas y cuando nació mi mamá back then you know they don't um, they would spell the name for you so my yeah. grandpa was like 
Le dijeron, ¿cómo se va a llamar su hija? Y mi papá dijo, Tsitsiki, my grandpa said Tsitsiki, which means flower in my grandpa's dialect. But they spelled Suzuki instead of Tsitsiki. So my grandpa looked at the name and he's like, Well, Suzuki suena bonito, déjeselo. So it's actually a mistake. I was supposed to, my mom was supposed to be named Tsitsiki. Okay. And then after years later, uh, my, I was born and my my dad was like, yo quiero que le pongas Suzuki igual como tú, porque es un nombre diferente. Yeah. So my name, both of my, my middle name is also, it's, uh, it's Yunuen, que significa lluvia en el, en el dialecto de mi abuelo. So okay. my names are pretty much indigenous. Indigenous. That's, That's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Do you yeah. spell the same, do you spell your name the same way your mom does it? Because uh, it's on Facebook, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, um, legally, it's the same way. Uh, but uh, my mom, but I changed it to a Y because I'm like, I don't want people to confuse me and my mom. Because you know, uh, like, a veces me hacen tagging las cosas de mi mamá. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> o viceversa, mi mamá le hacen tagging las cosas mías. So I'm like, let's just keep it with the Y. So I was like, I'll just spell it. If I could change my name, I'll spell it with the Y. Wow, for so, social so, media purposes. So, so, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be tagged on some stuff. No. Like, I'm like, it's so weird because I'm like, I see something and they're like, um, cosas de mujeres, like, you know, que mamá está en el grupo de mujeres de las damas yeah, yeah. and then mandan cosas and then I'm like, I don't think this was for me. Same. I think this was for my mom. O le mandan a decir a mi mamá algo and me mandan un mensaje and then I'm like, Uh, I think you met my mom, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's never happened with me, thankfully. My dad's name is Manuel. Oh, really? really? Well, yeah. Oh, you're junior? I'm not a junior because he doesn't have a middle name. So I'm Manuel Enrique. He's just Manuel Tejada. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So you're only, you can only be junior whenever it's like the same I mean, I, some of my dad's friends called me junior growing okay. up. Okay. So. I think yeah. it's junior. I think my mom calls me junior. Yeah. I was gonna ask you that to see, like, maybe you can put like the junior at the end of your, <laughs> yeah. your Facebook name. No, like, my mom calls me junior. <laughs> or just add the second. The yeah, that's like it. That sounds fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Suzuki, Suzuki. Moreres, the second. Yeah, Suzuki that's Moreres. cool. I like, I always tell my mom, mom, mama siempre dice, tienes que pronunciar tu tu apellido como es, Monares. Yeah. But I tell her, but I'm just like, oh, suena en inglés. It's Monares. Monares. And I'm like, it sounds like more fancy, mom. He said, no, eres mexicano. Tienes que pronunciarlo Monares. And I'm like, okay. You know, I recently started thinking, like, I'm trying to take my name back and, uh -huh. and, and, and have people pronounce it the way my mom meant for it to be pronounced. Like, people call me Irvin, but it's Irvin. Irvin, uh -huh. And I want people to call me Irvin, you know? Um, but for, the, for a long time, I mean, it does sound cool when people say it in English. Myra, for example, Her last name is Esquivel, uh -huh. but in English they pronounce it Esquivel. Esquivel. Yeah. yeah. So that sounds fancy, no? I know. That's what I always thought. It's because it's escucha como más de la high. Más bougie. I know. And then she's like, uh, no, it's more not. I'm like, but well, I like it in Spanish too. Yeah. It works. I'm like, it's it's a different last name. So you said that your your uh, parents stayed here because mm -hmm. they were called um, to serve as. They're the lead pastors, right? They're the lead pastors, uh-huh. Of the church, which is called... Faith, Poder, and Jesus. Faith, Poder, and Jesus. FPJ, we call it. Faith, and Power, and Jesus. Ooh, and in Spanish, it's the mismo Faith, Poder, and Jesus, so... And yeah. it's it's in the building that used to have the big chicken? Right Wait. next to it, yeah. In Springdale, a long time ago. No, it used to have a chicken, like, in the, like you know where Game Exchange is at in Springdale? Yeah. And then there was, like, a big chicken outside. Everybody went to Game Exchange. For those old oh. school freak out people. <laughs> Which yeah. Game Exchange are you going to? The one with the big chicken? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah well, I was there at the grand opening. Yeah. Remember, Ooh. like, a while? It was a yeah. while ago, you know? Um, how is... Because you, you pretty much, like, I guess you could say that you grew up in the church, literally. Because, I mean, you're there a lot of the time, right? Yeah. Probably less now because of the work that you're doing, but maybe before a lot. Um, how is that? You know, like, how? what's some of the work that your parents do 
um, besides like the, the lead pastor job? Because I know whenever whenever you take that role, you kind of build like a family in the mm-hmm. church. And uh, if you can also talk about like what faith means to you. Perfect. Well, with my family uh, in Tijuana, we, we went to a Christian church as well. So I was pretty much raising um, the Christian life. Um, and I, I really enjoy it because it's like a, it's, it's, it's always a challenge, you know. As my parents, they are pastors, but I, their job is 24-7. It's like counseling. Mm-hmm. It's like um, someone needs help, and they call him, my dad, and he's like the first one to go with my mom. Mm-hmm. Like when I was young, growing up, I remember my um, my parents, they had like meetings to go to at 10, que la gente necesitaba de la ayuda, and my dad, my mom was like, tu cuidas a tu hermanito. So me and my brother grew up together, like pretty much, like really close, and my parents would go, and it's a hard job it's like a, it's like any other job mm-hmm. except that this one you don't have a like a time like schedule yeah like whatever whatever the person needs um that's what my parents always do like vanilos um oran por la gente um casan a las personas um, predican my dad's also part of the worship team he plays the piano he my brother plays the piano and i sing at church and my mom helps like my mom is like the secretary like la ayuda en papá en todo make sure my dad is my parents are very like opposite my mom my dad is yo siempre digo en papá en papá es como la familia peluche has mirado la familia peluche sabes Eugenio Derbez este Federico yeah my dad is just like him like, is he? Yeah. I guess I guess the part like, that I've seen is like really serious oh no once you dad. know my dad like he like you know TikTok, right? Yeah. I downloaded TikTok. I haven't done any TikToks, but I try to do them to my dad, like those tricks, like como va el perro, como he's so like funny, que no cae. And you me a veces me harto, I'm like, papi, por qué no caes? Por qué no caes? I'm trying to be viral, dad. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to make it like to make it like. Le digo, papi, ya trabajo, quieres que apague la luz? Y dice, ya sé lo que vas a hacer, vas a apagar la luz. And I'm like, I was trying to make a trick, but I don't know. And my mom is more like serious, but she talks a lot, like habla mucho, y es like más organizada. Más like my dad has the idea, and my mom conquers the idea. Okay. That's how I see my parents. My papa is el que, el que es bien creativo. He was a photographer. For you to be a photographer, back in the day, con las luces, uh, el cuarto oscuro, I don't know if you remember yeah, the, dark, yeah. the dark room. I remember yeah. going. I never, My parents never let me go inside. You but, put the uh, thing in the water. And yeah. Like. <laughs> and back in the day, and you have to, my dad always says, back antes, los fotógrafos eran más, era como más trabajo, porque yeah. you had to make sure que la foto que ibas a tomar, you only had one chance to yeah. get the right picture. You only got so, one chance uh-huh. to not miss your And chance right now it's like, thank you, we have the DSLR <laughs> and we can see like muchas fotos. Right. You don't like it, do it again. But back yeah. then, no. And my dad was like, eso me ayudó a hacer, a tener la creatividad de, de yeah. poder like, oh, tengo esta oportunidad, lo voy a tomar. You know, I'm going to take that advantage. But my dad doesn't really have like how to, how to make his dream. Uh-huh. And my mom's more like, okay, tienes esta idea, pero hay que organizarnos y empezar. Que lo que más necesitas, que lo vamos a necesitar para poder realizar eso. So my parents are really good. They're really good examples. I always say, uh, your parents are like your role models, and my parents are. So I'm really thankful for that. And growing up, growing up at church, just really helps me. Like in these moments, really have faith. You know, mm-hmm. in the momentos difíciles, always have faith. And mm-hmm. you don't. It doesn't really matter what religious you are. It's just. Um, really matters like to, to have faith on have faith in something you know yeah. have faith in God have faith in what you believe because um, like it says like with faith it's what pretty much um, helps you 
yeah. have a vision, helps you uh, know what you want. Like, yo tengo fe de que voy a hacer esto. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but my faith is going to, like the Bible says, uh, la fe mueve montañas. The faith moves uh, mountains. And if you have faith, I feel like brings you also also brings you peace. Yeah. In these moments, it brings you peace. It brings me peace. I'm like, okay, I have faith that Dios me va a cuidar. Trabajo, salgo. Even though my mom, like, ella nos tiene los remedios mexicanos, pero salgo y dice, okay, uh, ora y, y comiéndote a Dios. Tell mm -hmm. God que te lleve, que te traiga. And I, I, I stick with that. And you really have to think that way because it doesn't matter how you prepare. Mm -hmm. If there's someone out there that has the coronavirus and like breathes on you or something, you know, like it's gonna get you. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's kind of where. You do all you can to make sure that you're safe, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, but then you also rely on faith yeah. for that, you know, or else you kind of, and I think faith is, is important just because it, it kind of like reassures you that, um, things are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter like how, what happens, you know, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, there's people in life that like pass away, you know, people that get sick and times get tough for, for everybody. But at the same time, remaining uh, faithful to that faith, mm -hmm. you know, to, to God, I think it, it helps us uh, go through these hard mm -hmm. times. Uh, because I feel like when you don't have faith, a lot of folks sometimes um, don't have anything to turn yeah. to, mm -hmm. you know? So I think... everyone needs something. Everyone needs something to hold on to. Like yeah. everyone says, um, everyone, like, like todos, we all, like, nos apoyamos todos, you know? And if you like, you don't have something to hold on to, you just like there going free, like, como que, like, no sé, like, no, like, no one could get to somewhere solo. Like, nadie puede right. llegar a un lugar solo. You, every, you always need someone. You yeah. always need, like, uh, someone que te está apoyando. And I have a really good friend. His name is uh, Pastor Daniel Piedra. He's like 27. He's from Canada. And sometimes I FaceTime him. And the other day he told me, like, he was like, a veces la gente, si tú tienes miedo, el miedo nomás te consume. And it mm. makes sure, y nomás te hace que tus defensas se bajen. Believe mm. it or not, it's all like, if, you, if, you, if you're scared, like, even doctors say, like, cuando tú tienes miedo a algo, tu, like, your spirit is different. Mm. Like, your body changes too. Because I don't know if you go to roller I like roller coasters. But my mm. friend, she hates them. Y una vez la obligó a subirse conmigo, pero es like, su, su rostro cambió. Like, she was, like, scared. And I'm like, girl, like, no te va... Y se desmayó. And I felt so bad. <laughs> oh. And I'm over here, like, and it's true. Si miras eso, si tienes miedo, tus defensas bajan y te haces más weak. Te yeah. sientes como débil. Yeah. Pero si tú tienes fe, like, you kind of, like, even though whatever's going on around you, you're kind of, like, como que te levantas y dices, right. no Remain sé cómo optimistic. lo voy a hacer. No sé lo que voy a hacer, pero voy a lograr la meta. I don't know how I'm gonna, I don't know what's going on around me, but I'm gonna get there because I have faith and it kind of brings you the spirit up. Mm -hmm. But if you have fear, it just like brings your spirit down and that's when you get sick. It's when you actually, I feel like cuando te pones, cuando tienes miedo o estás nervioso es cuando te entra más, te consume esas cosas que tienes adentro. And I think um, that that you practice, I think it's visible to people. Like, I feel like you as an individual give off a lot of good energy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I think many would agree. You give off a yeah. lot of good energy. And I think that has to do with, like, you having that mindset, you know, and, and being raised by individuals who are very inspiring, like what your mom and, and your mm -hmm. dad are. Um, so you all have service. You all are doing it online now, right? Yeah, online. It's weird. And it's, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. That, uh, what's that Facebook page where people can check it out? Uh, it's Faith Poder en Jesús and it's just it's um it's fun it's just different you know every church i think is adjusting to what everyone is mm -hmm. adjusting to what's going on even like 
the work meetings and stuff like that like I, when i do interviews via zoom i'm like that is the weirdest thing ever because yeah. i'm like you zoom or you face some people when they're your friends when you when you finish singing and like no one is I like, know when Feeling it, you're like, are they like, watching on? Yeah. <laughs> are they raising their hand and yeah, like feeling like, it? Or what's like, up? I don't know if they're feeling what I'm feeling. I know I'm feeling God, but I don't know if you guys are feeling it. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just different. Y luego te sientas, and it's just like the musicians sitting down, like scattered around the church, and then we just listen to the pastor. And then we're like, should we clap? So people, should we clap? Because I don't know if people like want to hear us clap, yeah. or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Should be like, if you're feeling Jesus, comment Jesus in the comments. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so different. It's just, and then we have our youth leader, like our different departments, having their Zoom meetings at once, like once a week, and trying to keep in touch. Because um, believe it or not, people need um, contact. Yeah. How how have you been adjusting at work? Because I, I remember whenever you and I worked together at Univision, that was one of my favorite things is that we had such a yeah. tight family type culture. Um, are you guys able to still keep in touch? I mean, how is that going think we back mentioned that. So you, We mentioned that you're a journalist, but we didn't mention that you work for Univision Arkansas. Yeah. Right. right. Well, to answer your question, uh -huh. it's, um, it's different. It's yeah. so different. Because um, you know how in the room, there's like um, a lot of people, like it's where you used to work right. the office, you know, it was Jairo and then you yeah, and then Myra yeah. and then there was another room uh -huh. and we were kind of close. Well, my um, our boss was like, okay, you guys need to split. So first we split and then after that, um, we're working, half, half of us are working from home, the other half are working at the office. Yeah. And then we rotate every two weeks. Every, every two weeks, I'm going to work from home and they're going to come. To try to have less people, even though some of us vocal, some of us go like five or six. Right, like, right. It's we're not, not huge. And then the, and then the whole anyways. building, um, the whole building shut down. It's just us working. Oh, wow. So like, I actually like that because I'm like, yeah, like some of us are little, I don't right. have to fight for the parking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it gets bad. Like, yeah. on, on Fridays, I had to park at Waterburger. Yeah, oh, you got Chick Fil A right there, right? Yeah, but it's always packed. Yeah, I went the other day. Tenía ganas de Chick Fil A, estaba packed, and I'm like, aquí se me va a ir toda la hora esperando que because it was super packed. Um, so it's right there in the center of Fayetteville, yeah, you know, like where all where all the malls at and everything. So mm -hmm. I already goes. Yeah, yeah, and the, uh, well, with Univision, I've been there since right after high school. Mm -hmm. Okay, right after high school, so three years in July, I'll be three years. Working there. There's a lot of good people over there. Hyro used to be my boss. Hyro, yeah. I used yeah. to work for him, filming commercials, filming weddings, filming. Yeah. We used to go around and like, and uh, yeah, it was it was good times. Hyro's a good dude. His um, family, yeah. his family. So He's nice. very creative. Oh, yeah. Very creative person. All very good. Um, I, is it harder to do interviews now? Like, are, are you finding it maybe? Because I've even heard some people in my work like getting a meeting is almost easier. Um, because people are at home and they're almost yeah. like not doing anything. What, what's it like for you? Like whenever you're trying to create these stories, it's um, it's different. Yeah. Since like I was saying Zoom interviews, yeah. like sometimes I don't know the person. Yeah. Versus like the other day, I think it was Tuesday or 
I think it was Thursday or Friday, no me acuerdo. I was the only one in the office and I had a Zoom um, interview and Jairo was cleaning the office because he's mm. the one like, he's making sure that we're all clean. So like, yeah. being shout Javier, out to Jairo. Jairo's on cleaning top of our everything. office. Yeah, he's yeah. cleaning it. And I was there and then he's like, ¿Tienes basura? And I'm like, sí, sí. Pero la muchacha, no, I couldn't see her, mm. but she could see me, but I couldn't hear her, but she could hear me, but I did not know that. Because I, I, I was like, ¿Sí me puedes, can you hear me? She's like, <laughs> it was in NWAC. I, I, it was in interview from like for NWAC. It was for NWAC. I remember it was about uh, financial aid that they were going to help mm. students. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, okay. And she saw me sacar la basura. She saw me tell me that. It's so embarrassing. Because I'm like, ¿Sí me escuchas? Can you hear me? And she's like, no. And then later she's like, oh, yeah, I could hear you. I heard you when you said que no tienes basura. I, I saw you. <laughs> I, I saw you pulling out the trash. And I'm like, you saw all of that. So I feel like it's less, in my opinion, it's less professional. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, as, like you're used to, uh, as a journalist, you go and you get the story. And now you just have to, like, rely on social media or to find out what's going on. And yeah. It's just different. But I wish it was back to normal. I'm yeah, like, I miss my, I miss everyone, you know, yeah. since I... I grew up with um, two of them that worked there. I went to high school. I went to elementary school with them. It's in fifth grade. So it's like. Who was it? Estras and I don't, um, Gerardo Gerardo. Oh, I know. I know them too. We went to high school, um, elementary schools together. We pretty much grew up together. And I'm like, I never thought I was going to work with you guys. <laughs> I'm like, eran mis amigos desde entonces. But I was like, nunca pensé que iban a ser mis compañeros de trabajo y mis amigos. So it's yeah. like, yeah, but Gerardo now works for Five News. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna be like, is that the same guy that we're talking about? Because he yeah, filmed my news. when I ran for office, he filmed my campaign ad. Yeah, he's really good. And now I'm just re I reference him to everybody. Yeah, now he is amazing. He he's very uh, the other day we went, I went to an interview and uh, my last physical interview that I did, and they were like, is Gerardo coming with you? And I'm like, oh. he works for Five News. I'm like, no, trabaja para Five News y cama cinco minutos llega Gerardo. And I'm like, aquí está. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no conmigo, pero aquí está. He's working for a different company. Yeah, but I'm really, Shout out Gerardo. Yeah, he's really good. I love his videos. I told yeah. him, once I get married, you're going to film me, bro. Yeah, uh, you go. You're going to film me because your videos are amazing. Got that drone shot. Yeah. yeah. He's talented. He knows his every single shot. Yeah. I don't think whenever I worked there, he ever did anything bad. Like, I yeah. was always impressed with everything he did. It's just did. different right now with the whole coronavirus going on but what precautions are you taking to like make sure that you don't get sick uh like i told you earlier los yeah. remedios de mi mamá los yeah. remedios mexicanos yeah, yeah. Oh, my mom nos pone uh, le estaba diciendo a Irving que mi, mi familia en México le dijo a mi mamá el, el coronavirus no aguanta lo caliente and I was like okay y le dijeron a compra vaporú y compra una planta the Africa. Vicks the Vicks yeah, yeah. vaporú y una plantita y la pone a hervir and I put it with the hot water, she boils it, and then we get a tower, and then we put it around there, we have to be there for five minutes, with all the caliente. Yeah. So it's kind of like a steaming room, kind of. Yeah. But it opens the pores, and it opens the throat, so. That's so funny. And it works. I, I've, my mom has been like brewing teas left yes, and right. She's like, because So we have like a little herb garden in our backyard, and so she'll just go plug stuff. And she's like, mira, tomate esto, because, you know, that's that's how, yeah. it's it's that form of like that medicine that natural yeah. herbal yeah. stuff people be making their, their their own like i've been seeing some like joke joke ones on facebook people yeah. have like a like a doctor's note and the doctor says um the coronavirus the coronavirus can't stand tequila Make sure, <laughs> if you if you take two shots a day it'll kill the virus and i'm like uh, someone that made me laugh que dice si um 
si tú naciste en México, tienes la vacuna oh. de México, supuestamente so, you're immune to it. The and little scar. Like, yeah, the little scar. And I'm like, I have one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yo tengo, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yo tengo, so no, no tengo. I'm good. But I'm good. That's y nos funny. pone también um, agua caliente con vinagre y agua. Yeah. Vinegar. And we have to do like, I don't know how to say in English, but like cargadas. Yeah. Gar gargles. Gargles, gargles yeah. yeah. And, and then like, spread it. And sometimes se me pasa. No, es nasty, oh, like, no, se me pasa, no, 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 no. cuando se me pasa poquito le digo, mamá, ya se murió el coronavirus, mamá, ya se murió, porque sabe horrible esa cosa, oh. y luego está caliente, so like, ya se murió, mamá, y like, luego nos pone que uh, antes de, cuando llego de trabajar, métete a bañar, lávate las manos, yeah, antes, de saludar, no, antes de saludarme, y nos compra, like, face mask and stuff like that. So. I wash my hands so much, like, I'm not, I would be surprised that, like, my skin fell off, because I wash it now, like, 10 times a day right almost yeah. like before this i would wash my hands obviously right yeah. obviously but like every time i would go to the bathroom i'd wash my hands but now anytime i go outside mm -hmm. i touch a rail i touch a door at a store you think about it right You're i'm like, washing my hands i'm like uh -huh. in my head i'm like oh my god i touched this i touched that i and like sometimes i'll like even stop somewhere and i'm like hey i just need to wash my hands yeah. real quick okay like, your germex yeah carry your germex yeah um you suzuki since you cover a lot of international news every now and then as well uh, how do you feel about like the way mexico is handling coronavirus because they don't have like the yeah. cases that we have they don't have the amount of deaths that we that we in the u.s have um how does that make you feel especially being from tijuana and being so tied to, to mexico that's actually a really good question i'm like i'm over here sometimes I'm like, uh, yeah, I see the news and they're like, oh, que está tomando malas medidas or stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, but I feel like every system works differently, you know? Yeah. Like I was telling you, in, in Mexico, los, los, uh, los sistemas, los, esas remedios mexicanos que hacen, like, right. I think it's always helping them. I'm like, I don't know how they're <laughs> Maybe. doing Maybe. it. I mean, no, their count's lower than ours. So yeah, they are really low. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, like, me sorprende a veces. Pero también, like, but I also think you should, you, as a country, you also need to take the precautions that you need. In Tijuana, what they did was, like, they didn't want to let people come, like, back in. Like, you know how I'm mm -hmm. saying, Tijuana is always, it's always, like, la frontera más, yeah. más ocupada del mundo es la de Tijuana. Siempre está gente entrando y saliendo, entrando y saliendo. And they were like, ya no queremos que entre la gente. I know Mexico was like, you ain't coming in here anymore, yeah. Americans. No, uh, <laughs> we're close to the border. Yeah, but something that sucks in Tijuana is that a lot of people have double nationality. So you can't mm. deny la entrada a un, a un ciudadano, you yeah, know? So right. that's what they were arguing in Tijuana. They were like, I know we have double nationality, pero we want to take care of our, our, yeah. of our people too. So I feel like it's like every, in the United States, you know, every every government takes their precautions. Like yeah. the, the president can say something, but also the government has the right state to- state government. Yeah, state government. So I'm thankful in my case in Tijuana, he's doing really good job. Like, mis tías, they're like, estamos trabajando como tú. And they think, they think in our, like, ¿cómo estás? They think it's like, we're dying over here or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, we are. But I'm like, pero we're also being ca like cautious, cautious of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Like here, in, I'm, I'm really, when I watch the, the government talk here in um, Asa Hutchinson, yeah. I, I'm really proud of what he's doing. Yeah. I, every time I like, I know he gets a lot of hate sometimes. They're like, you're not doing the right thing, but Like he was saying, we're under below what the curve was, and mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for what he's doing. And I'm blessed that he's um, that he's doing. He's our governor. He's our governor right now. I'm blessed right. that he's taking the what he believes is right. And I'm, and obviously all we have to do is pray and pray for for Mexico too, and pray that they they also have the right help that they need because yeah. I mean like we started like that too. We started con poquitos casos and we went Just up and up. I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. 
Mexico just needs to um, be cautious and be prepared for what's coming. I agree. Because, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen next. Well, hopefully we start uh, taking care of ourselves better to the mm -hmm. point that we can minimize the impact of the coronavirus here. Um, and Suzuki, where can people catch you? At what time can people catch you on the Univision Arkansas News? Univision, well, estamos a las 5 y 10 de la noche, 5 and 10, every Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, I'm in charge with Andrea, the weekend news. It's from 5, I don't know that one. It's a las 5 de la tarde los sábados y 10 de la tarde los sábados. Y los domingos a las 10 de la tarde, de la noche, perdón. Okay. Yeah, Sundays. And they can find you on social, Facebook yeah. and Instagram. On social media on Univision Arkansas or my personal is Suki Monales. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode, Suzuki. We'd like to have you again in the future. We appreciate it. I know everything was very last minute, but you made it work, even though it was raining and it's Easter. But we're here and it's good. Easter. Um, yeah. But thank you all for listening and uh, signing off, Irvin. Yeah, peace out. Happy Easter. Have yeah, a happy Easter. Happy Easter.